breaking news from KXAN News. A series of breaking news stories that we're following for you from overnight. The latest is a homicide investigation that is unfolding right now in southeast Austin. Investigators at the corner of Burleson Road and Ben White Boulevard, a woman called police to check on a man that she saw. And when police got there, they found him with obvious trauma in a wooded area off the service road. APD says he died there at the scene. Police say they are not sure if the man was homeless. They do not know if the man and the woman who called in and know each other. And by KXAN's count, this would be Austin's 40th homicide of 2023. And two people are in the hospital and may not make it after a stabbing on West 6th Street. Officers responded to the scene at West Avenue and West 6th Street at around 2 this morning. They say the stabbing may have been part of a fight involving a large group of people. Detectives are on the scene investigating, but no one is in custody. More breaking news from overnight. A person is dead following a car crash in Spicewood. EMS says that a person was ejected from their car following a rollover on Lakewood Road and Happy Hollow Road. They died at the scene. It is unclear what caused that crash. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Here's a live look from our beauty camera down there in the rock and dirt yard. We've got a made in the clear sky top, as you can see. Currently sitting at 79 degrees down in Hayes County. Let's look at what we've got here in Austin. 80 degrees is how we start, but the humidity is bringing those feels like temperatures up to 84. So it's warm out there. We're getting hotter as we get into the afternoon here. Yesterday 104, today 105. Nothing but sunshine expected today. It's going to be a full day of heating for us. Those winds will come out of the south, southeast at about 5 to 15 most of the day. Can't roll out some wind gusts though, about 20 to 25 miles per hour. And unfortunately, that is going to give us another day of red flag warnings. Today's red flag warning starts at noontime. That's going to take us until 9 p.m. here. So it's the combination of breezy conditions at times, extremely dry fuel down here at the ground, as well as some low afternoon humidity. Those humidity values could actually drop to about 20% at times. So today's fire danger is actually a little worse than what we had yesterday, something we're going to be paying attention to closely. It's Friday. I've got your weekend forecast to show you. We'll talk about when the heat gets worse. Yes, those temperatures do climb a little farther above 105 as we get into the weekend and beyond. The details coming up in my first morning forecast. And as we continue our coverage of breaking news for you this morning, wildfires continue to burn here in central Texas. Three that are actively burning at this hour. A fourth one is finally out. As of this morning, Morning. The Texas A&M Forest Service is responding to a fire in Blanco County. That fire is an estimated 56 acres and is currently 50% contained. Crews are calling it the Crab Apple Fire. The other fires, two of them burning in Bastrop County, the Powder Cake Pine Fire burning 117 acres so far. That one's 90% contained. The Mesquite Field Fire burned 38 acres before that was fully contained. And then there's the Wandering Oak Fire in Burnett County that has burned 22 acres. That one's almost fully contained at 95%. You know, today, as we've been talking about, could break the record for the longest heat wave that we've seen here in Austin. It would mark the 28th straight day at 100 degrees or higher. KXAN's Nabil Ramadna takes a look at how the hot and dry conditions are leading to tougher water restriction, restrictions and potentially more fines. When the temps heat up. Has it ever been like this high in Austin before? Keeping a green yard is almost impossible. We got a lot of dead grass in the yard. Just ask Gary Pugh who just got back from vacation. Came back and we've got a courtyard area that uh, 
pretty much lost a lot of uh, plants that we've been nursing. Pew is under Travis County Water Control and Improvement District 17. They're under stage two restrictions. He can water two times a week, but some areas are cracking down even harder. In July the 20th, we had to move to stage three watering restrictions, which is one day per week watering. Jennifer Rikers with the West Travis County Public Utility Agency. Our issue is more the demand on our system and being able to keep up with that. Restrictions have helped, but some people don't always follow them. Since we moved to stage three watering restrictions, we have had a lot of neighbors calling and ratting out other neighbors. Rule breakers will get a warning at first, followed by a fine of up to $300, and then they could have their water shut off. We're in stage one now, and we may be going into stage two drought. Austin Water relies on the Highland Lakes, but drought and more people using the supply can impact restrictions. That's why they're planning ahead with their water forward plan. And this plan looks out over the next 100 years to ensure that Austinites have the water that we need. As for Pew, he's fine with the restrictions, and like most of us, he's ready for this heat and drought to end. It's been a very hot year. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Buildings that collect water and smart meters are just a few examples of how this plan can help. You can face fines and have your water shut off if you don't follow the rules. Going in depth, several cities across central Texas are tightening water restrictions as the drought continues to expand. Last week, we explained that restrictions vary from city to city, and each community has its own hierarchy of restrictions based on drought contingency plans. That means that stage one restrictions in Austin may not be the same as those in Bee Cave. Some students start class next week, and a local group wants to help families get their supplies together. It's El Buen Samaritano hosting its third annual back-to-school event, and that's today. Starting at 6 this evening, it's going to distribute 1,000 backpacks with school supplies. So those in pre-K through 12th grade are eligible. The event is free. It is first come, first serve. It's at the El Buen Samaritano headquarters. Taking a look, Cherokee ISD, the first in our area to go back on Monday to school, August 7th. Then Tuesday, Bacolts, Lano, Lomita, Rockdale, San Saba, all going back. For a full list of the district's starting dates, search school starts on our website, kxan.com. Hearing from the family that was mistakenly held at gunpoint by police in North Texas. And how another new lawsuit seeks to make sure the show goes on as Texas's new law that could impact drag performers goes live in just a couple of weeks. Good morning. Welcome back. The Arkansas family members who were held at gunpoint during a traffic stop in Frisco last month are now talking for the first time about what happened. Myron and Demetria Hurd, along with their son and nephew, they were on their way to a basketball tournament on July 23rd. Officers say they decided to run a check on the herd's out-of-state license plate because of a series of burglaries and thefts involving similar cars. An officer then mistakenly entered the plate using the wrong state, and the car came back as stolen. They then pulled the family over with guns drawn. The couple says they com complied with all of the officer's demands, but they were still frightened for their lives. My nephew come up to me like, look, we almost died. You see what I'm saying? So it just, it just, it put me in a bad place as a protector of them because you got guns on all of them and I can't do nothing. If I was to do something, I wouldn't be here. You see what I'm saying? All over a mistake. 
The police chief says he has spoken with the family, understands why they're upset. He also says the department has an ongoing review of the incident to identify changes that might need to be made to training, policy, and procedure. The sweet discovery made by two people right here in Central Texas. It's a message found floating across state lines. And suspended Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton was back in a courtroom. Why it took so long for him to make an appearance for criminal charges. As the Longhorns get into training camp, high hopes around this team. And Steve Sarkeesian talks about what might be a hurdle for the Longhorns coming up. Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone. It is August the 4th, and this is a live look that we have for you showing uh, the conditions out there this morning. Kristen has the latest when it comes to just how hot it's going to get. Are we going to break that record she's been talking about coming up in the next few minutes? But first to the news. More work being done to stop scammers from calling your phone. The Federal Communications Commission issued a record-breaking $300 million fine against an illegal robocalling operation. The FCC says this was the largest robocalling operation it has ever seen. It says scammers placed five billion auto warranty calls. Remember those calls you would get to more than 500 million phone numbers? This was back in 2021. And then those calls violated federal laws by using more than a million various caller ID numbers to mask where the actual calls were coming from. Hmm. With the college football season starting in less than a month, United Airlines announced it's going to be adding non-stop flights for big game destinations, including the Texas-Alabama game in September. The airline will fly larger planes to select cities for the Texas game. The flight to Austin to Birmingham, that's where you're going to land. Those making that flight, though, you're still going to need to figure out the hour-long drive to Tuscaloosa for the game and, you know, getting tickets. <laughs> Got to get those, too. Uh, if you're hoping to plan a relaxing vacation to the Caribbean, I'd like to do that. You are in luck. Southwest Airlines will add soon be adding a new nonstop flight from Austin. The new route takes you straight to San Juan, Puerto Rico. The airline will fly the route on Saturdays beginning March 9th. A of next year. The spokesperson for the airline told KXAN the route is intended to be seasonal. I'll take that. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> uh, you've heard of a message in a bottle, right? But what about a message attached to a balloon that flies nearly 900 miles away? This is so <laughs> cool. A couple in Kyle say they saw a balloon falling from the sky carrying what looked like a note. So they go outside and in a field behind their house, they found it, the balloon. And they opened up the note and it read, quote, hooray, hooray, you Aww. got this message today from Olivia Brown. Oh, a phone number was written at the bottom of the note. James and Rachel texted it almost immediately and they heard right back from a family living in Nashville. Uh, they said their daughter is jumping up and down with excitement because her note had been found. We're assuming is one of her parents was probably texting us and uh, and they just said that she was ecstatic so it said that she was just jumping up and down yeah, so excited oh <laughs> so take a look at just how far this balloon traveled the nashville family sent the balloon on sunday the past sunday and then it traveled for about three days and it traveled roughly 880 miles and happened to land in mm, kyle so cool so it went from kyle to nashville from right? nashville to kyle nashville, nashville to, kyle. to kyle yeah that yeah. was a kyle couple that was i know 
How fun. You're I looking at this from a meteorological perspective. The wind. <laughs> I think, listen, weirder things have happened, yeah, but <laughs> most of the time winds, you know, go west to east. Our storms most of the time come from the west, yeah. right? So this balloon did it a, had a mission. Borderline impossible. <laughs> yeah, borderline impossible. That is really cool, though. I love to see uh, and hear those kind of fun stories, especially on a Friday, y'all. We made it. It's been a long week. Clouds and radar not showing anything too exciting, right? We are dry. We do have storms riding the northern and eastern edge of this heat dome that's sitting on top of us. But, man, it's all about the heat and the fire danger across central Texas today. Here's a live look outside your Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camera showing just a little bit of cloud cover here and there. Nothing that's going to hurt us, though. In fact, we won't see anything in the way of rain chances. Not today, not tomorrow, not anytime soon. It is all about the numbers with that forecast high of 105 today and a south-southeast wind at 5 to 15 miles per hour. A look at your afternoon highs area-wide. I would say the majority of us still above 100. We should be about 1 to 2 degrees hotter than what we felt yesterday, in fact. So temperatures are going to climb steadily heading into the weekend. And believe it or not, we are living through history. Today would mark our 28th day in a row. We've seen 100 or hotter. Never before have we done that since we've been writing this stuff down since the 1890s. So this is quite an accomplishment. Uh, a lot of us probably saying I didn't sign up for this, but it is a reality and it is something that we are going to see continue for the next several days. Heat advisories in play today, noon time to 9 p.m. Red flag warnings in effect for the same time frame here. This is identical to what we had yesterday. High heat, really dry conditions, not only down to the ground with that super frail and, and drawn out vegetation, but also the air mass too. We see quite a bit of mixing in the afternoon. Your relative humidity gets down to 20% in some spots. So we got to be hyper about what we're doing outside. We can't afford any mistakes when it comes to a spark getting in the wrong place. Seven day forecast shows a high of 105 today, 106 tomorrow and Sunday, likely to tie if not break the record this weekend. Your weekend forecast looks just fine outside of the heat and the fire danger. That'll be something you can apply to every single day in this seven-day forecast. More of that heat on the way next week. Notice how many 107s you see Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Overnight lows will also be in this upper 70s to low 80s. So we will be sure to keep you updated on this record heat wave, not only on KXAN TV, but KXAN.com and on all social media platforms. No, you will. Kristen, thank you. Austin police arrested a man in connection with the fiery rollover crash that killed four people in South Austin. And according to APD, it's 35-year-old Arthur Wright. He faces four counts of intoxication manslaughter, four counts of failure to stop and render aid to. Police say the crash happened Sunday around 2.30 in the morning on the South I-35 Frontage Road. APD said four people died at the scene and a fifth person went to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police said that the suspect ran away immediately after the crash, but was arrested a short time later. A woman who worked for the city of Lago Vista earlier this year is now facing felony charges tied to the death of her son. According to court paperwork, officials went looking for a bedbound, physically and mentally handicapped 16-year-old boy on March 10th. They didn't find him at home. Investigators said his mother, Veronica Soriano, told Child Protective Services that her son was dead and she wasn't ready to talk about it. The affidavit said the next day police found the body on a piece of property in Travis County. It also says police found shovels and other items in the mom's car. An autopsy was performed on the body, but the cause and the manner of death still pending. We do know that we've reached out to Soriano's attorney and we're waiting for a comment. 
To the border, a body was found along a floating barrier on the Rio Grande. DPS believes the individual actually drowned upstream from the barrier, but an official cause of death has yet to be determined. According to Mexico's foreign ministry, a second body was also discovered about three miles away from where the first body was found. It was not clear whether the second body was found along the floating barrier. The buoys were recently installed by Texas authorities as part of a bid to deter migrants from trying to cross into the U.S. The discovery comes just over a week after the U.S. Justice Department filed a lawsuit against Texas and its Republican governor over the installation of the buoys. A new lawsuit filed is the third meant to stop a Texas law from taking effect next month. Yeah, it would criminalize basically performers and fine business owners if a minor sees something deemed as sexually oriented performance. And there are concerns that would apply to drag. Five plaintiffs are suing to challenge Senate Bill 12. They include an Austin-based drag performer as well as a local company that puts on drag performances. The plaintiffs argue this is a law that is unconstitutional, specifically violating their rights protected by the first and 14th amendments. They also claim the law puts their safety, their artwork and ability to earn a living at risk. The ACLU of Texas is part of this legal pushback. But it's also so incredibly broad and vague that it targets entire genres of performing arts that could be considered sexual by someone in any way. So it could impact Broadway musicals, it could impact karaoke nights at restaurants. Uh, it could really impact any kinds of performance or visual uh, presentation. The law is set to go into effect on September 1st. Right now it's unclear when a court hearing may happen. The group who filed the lawsuit is suing the interim Texas Attorney General along with the Travis County Attorney Delia Garza. Uh, she released a statement to us writing, quote, we appreciate the ACLU's efforts to bring some clarity to a law that has constitutional concerns and will be difficult to enforce. Garza adds, I hope to continue that in the name of true public safety, our state leaders will one day focus on actual public safety threats like gun violence instead of legislation like SB 12, which will have little to no effect on the day to day operations of a community and its public needs. The bill's author is Republican Senator Brian Hughes, and he wrote in a statement, quote, Surely we can agree that children should be protected from sexually explicit performances. Senate Bill 12 provides that protection, and I am confident that this common sense law will be upheld. Direct quote from him. Going in depth here, the ACLU of Texas is involved in another lawsuit against the state. This one is against Senate Bill 14, a law that would ban young people from receiving certain health care options. And according to SB 14, transgender minors would no longer be able to get puberty blocking medication, hormone therapies or surgeries to assist in their transition. Texas doctors who provide this type of care could also lose their medical license. And this would also go into effect on September 1st. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorns go back to work. They'll avoid the heat a little bit as they practice tonight. It will be their third workout of the training camp on Thursday. Longhorns back on the field in the heat of the day as they get ready for that 2.30 kick against Rice, a Texas team that Steve Sarkeesian says is as deep as he has had in his third year, said they can win in any number of ways, an offensive shootout, a defensive game with special teams. So all that said, what's standing away from this Texas team in a big 2023 season? The biggest thing that's standing in the way is 
one, we haven't done it yet, right? And so we have to go earn it. You have to go do it. And, and then you have to do it with a level of consistency. And I think that that's something when we really evaluated last season and as we were getting ready for this training camp, one of the, one of the key messages to the team is going to be about there's a level of consistency that's needed to be a champion. And the way you work day in and day out, the way you perform week in and week out, um, that, that's, that's critical to success. What stands in the way is, is us. Well, four weeks from tomorrow, Rice will stand in Texas's way as they play their opener at Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. Back to you. All right, thanks, Roger. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks so much for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. It's almost time to head back to school. And you know what, parents? That means getting back on a routine. We speak with the experts providing tips on how to help your kids, especially when it comes to getting a good night's sleep. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.